0: On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, championship weekend has come and gone. The Bears missed out on all the fun yet again. But that doesn't mean there's no ties to discuss. Looking forward to chatting all about it on episode 39 now.
1: Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gelman, alongside my partner Dan Collins. You can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. I'm on Twitter at Joey Gelman. The show Believe in Chicago Sports is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Championship weekend in the NFL, AFC, NFC. The Tampa Bay Bucks, first team to host their own damn Super Bowl, as Tom Brady does it for them against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things, takes down the Bills in the AFC, and now you have the young goat versus the old goat in the big, big game uh, two weeks from this past Sunday. It was an awesome, awesome weekend, and we want to break down the games for you and bring back, uh, you know, everything comes back to Chicago sports, so we're bringing it back to the Bears and... You thought we were done with the Bears talk, but we suck you right back in. So we're going to look at the Packer game first and talk about, you know, what kind of all went down with Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's a really interesting perspective if you're a Bears fan on many levels. But plain and simple, the biggest question is, will he be back next year? And how does that change the whole landscape of the NFC North? If Aaron Rodgers decides that this Packer team keeps failing him and doesn't allow him to get to his tenth Super Bowl as Tom Brady has done now, man, where they draft Jordan Love and 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 don't give him extra pieces to help him out, and you see another NFC Championship loss here for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and as as jealous as we are of the Packers and their playoff runs over the last thirty years, it's it, it's easily you know. The most biggest pain point for Bear fans, the championships haven't come with it. And when you take it in a big picture, I know I just talked about this over you know pre-show. But the the most hilarious thing on Twitter yesterday was Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Rex Grossman, and Tom Brady all of the same NFC Championship titles to their name. You and had to get insane. Rex in there. I was waiting for it. I was waiting. Like for that's Rex. insane. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, and so I don't know how you feel of are you obviously you're pissed off as a Bear fan of how brutal it's been, but are you more pissed off as a Packer fan for how much of wasted talent you've had over thirty years? It's just it's interesting to see what it means for them moving forward and what it's meant kind of in this whole big picture thing of, of what Aaron Rodgers has meant to the NFC North and to the Packers. I mean,
0: yeah, he's been a top three quarterback, you can argue I mean, definitely within the top five, but top three quarterback in my opinion, the past decade for sure. Aaron Rodgers. And it, it is funny to think about that. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Rex Grossman, as you had to bring. You see, everybody thought the Bears keep failing. They kept failing at the quarterback position. Look at that. Aaron Rodgers, Rex Grossman, same amount. And it, it's funny. As soon as that game ended, all the crazy stats, the Tom Brady crazy stats started rolling in. And then the comparison to not only oh, look, because you, you try to almost compare the two, right? Brady and Brady and Rodgers, and then all it takes is that one game, that one victory and now it's almost like oh they're evenly matched here and then he has all the other accolades. And you're right Joey, it's as soon as as soon as the post game hit, you know, you you're trying to you're trying to break it all down in your head now. Okay, how upset is is Aaron Rodgers going to be about this? And I think a lot of what what he was talking about, it, it came off a little like almost like threatening to the organization. Like, well, you know, all, all our all our futures are up in the air. We, we don't really know what we're doing here. And as a Bears fan, you know, you, you're sending the little eyeball emoji text like, oh, 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 look at this. Did, did you hear that? I think he's just frustrated. I think it's all in the heat of the moment. I think he's definitely sticking around with Green Bay for at least the next couple seasons. I just think he's pissed. I think he was pissed off at, at exactly how that all went down. And it's weird because it didn't necessarily – feel for the lack of a better way of putting this like green bay packer ish like you've watched the packers for how many years or you, you see the minimum two times a year and then like you mentioned they go on ahead and find themselves into the playoffs and now you're watching green bay in the playoffs and that game didn't end or didn't necessarily go the way you pictured it going the way it being played out by green bay especially toward the end and And a little bit of a head scratcher. And say what you wanted to say. I know, you know, Mike McCarthy, when he was around, made some goofs, you know, Green Bay as well, but still wouldn't have guessed for them to do what they did in those final minutes. In particular, choosing, opting to go for the field goal as opposed to going for it on fourth and down, um, on, on, on fourth and goal. But yeah, I mean, definitely interesting as a Bears fan. You're sitting there, championship Sunday, got to see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And it's funny because, let's just be real, all the Bears fans listening here know exactly what we're talking about. When you're watching that game, you can't help but think about your own team. And I think that goes for for any fan, you know, anybody out there, whether it be a Bears fan, a Browns fan, a Bengals fan, uh, an Eagles fan, you name it, you're always going to try to Picture what it would have taken for your team to get there. And you're always a little salty. It's not your team you're watching. But when it's also your division rivals, it adds a little something to that. And you ask yourself again, how far are we? Let's dial it back. Not necessarily how far are we away from a Super Bowl ring. But how far are we from even catching these Packers? Because we're talking about who's the next guy they're going to bring in, either at GM or eventually head coach, if we ever get there. Who knows? Maybe it's this pace-naggy regime for for quite some time. Who knows? But they do need to find another starting quarterback. So you're always asking, what gets us closer to the Super Bowl? And yesterday, you at least got to evaluate, what gets us closer to winning our division, competing against the Packers? Heck, just beating the Packers next year, which would be nice. And – they still looked very, very dangerous. I mean, let's let's be honest here. A couple goofy mistakes, you wipe them away, and I know that can almost go for any football game or basketball game. You you name it. Sure, it's the Tim Beckman knowledge. You take two or three, you take away that that that, that end of the first half touchdown by Scotty Miller, and we win the game, right? Tim Beckman knowledge, um, Illinois throwback there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you take still, away the votes from Georgia, Pennsylvania—oh, sorry, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> there you go, whole other podcast. But you might be able to find on the Believe Podcast Network. <laughs> um, but yeah, just you're you're a little sour about it, and I know I'm, I'm sure you saw all over your all over your timeline or, or your you know your Twitter feed, Joey, by um, you know whatever Bears fans it, are, it is you're following or whatnot, you know friends, family, you name it. A lot of happy Bears fans for sure, but. Sure, while while it's it's always funny to to mock the Packers and tease the Packers a little bit and have a little bit of good fun when their season is ended. We're still way behind them. And it's funny because like you mentioned, we're so far behind the Packers, at least as a fan you feel that way, right? Like you genuinely feel wow, we're we're pretty far behind this team. But at the end of the day, this this team that like we rave about not necessarily because we like to, but because you have no choice to, and that you're constantly comparing yourself to because they're your division rival, still only one Super Bowl appearance in the Aaron Rodgers era, which is is wild to think about. And granted, like you said, still a hell of a lot more playoff appearances, but that's coming up tremendously short. So who knows? Maybe you celebrate that a little bit as a Bears fan. I don't know. But that's definitely what I, was, what I was kind of, you know, what was going through my mind as I was watching the game as a Bears fan. And then once again, when all those stats come rolling in, and a lot of them, you know, you compare part of it for shits and giggles, you know, the Rex Grossman name you throw up there. But it's kind of weird to think about that. Wow. You know, that this Aaron Rodgers era of pure dominance, at least over the Bears, and one champion, one Super Bowl appearance. Wild.
1: Yeah, it is wild, and I know we probably shouldn't. I mean, that's what everyone does today: is compare everything based on your Super Bowl wins. But there's not, you know, that's not the steadfast rule. You can be still really good, but it's it, it's true. It's just it, it's interesting. There has it's not like in the NFC. There, I mean, NFC's obviously had produced great teams, but it's not like there was every year the Patriots in your way,
0: right? And not only that, not only not judging them strictly by the Super Bowl wins, but even appearances, right? It's, it's only been one appearance,
1: and that was against. A- and that was after beating the J. Lewis Bears, which is also a topic we we'll get into today. But, uh, 100%. But, I mean, that's what's crazy about it. And I, I think, too, the the frustration, I think, I anyway, know it was heat of the moment, but I think for Aaron Rodgers yesterday, too, this year's team was that team to get back to the Super Bowl. They were that good. And I think that's what the realization was, is even with all the chaos, not drafting more players to help him and everything, no matter what, this was that team to get back there, and with Seattle going down early, and the rest of the NFS, and the Saints going down, you know, with Drew Brees kind of falling off the wagon at the end, nobody expected the Bucks to go into Lambeau and win, even with Tom Brady. Like you didn't expect them to even be a Super Bowl team this year. They were good, but fate, I guess, had a different plan again. Where wherever Tom Brady goes, they the the winning and Super Bowl appearances follow, and it's just it it was a mind-boggling experience seeing that happen because the Packers go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I know the Chiefs are phenomenal, but, like, it's Aaron Rodgers. like They have a good shot of winning it. And and to see them fall short again for the second year in a row, I mean, someone made the comparison. I mean, it's kind of wrong because the Packers won their Super Bowl, but it was like, are they the equivalent of those 2000s Eagles that kept making it to all the NFC championships against McNabb and Reed and finally made it to the Super Bowl and lost? And it's like... You know, I, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I, I saw one that said they're the Notre Dame of the NFL. <laughs> I saw that, too. That was good. It's
0: crazy, too, because you mentioned if any year was the year, this is the year. And you're right because of Aaron Rodgers. He was just shy. He was just a little under 50 touchdowns and 4,300 passing yards this season. Like, he was playing phenomenal. In you know, he's 35-plus years old. Was it 37, going to be 38? So, I um, <laughs> on the wrong side of thirty-five, if you are an athlete and playing just about as just about as good as he ever has, and then I mean, you look at Tom Brady on the other side of the field, who's six years older than you, you know, four, going into that game forty-three years old, and it makes you think. I mean, Tom Brady, for whatever reason, is just Father Time is undefeated. Father Time's going to be undefeated against Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's giving him a really good a really good fight because <laughs> at forty-three years old, to be still able to play. The way he's playing, the important arguably the, the most important position in all of sports, and literally still playing at an elite level. And then you could say he's still playing the position at an elite level. But it makes you think on the flip side, well, okay, even though even though Aaron Rodgers is on the on the wrong side of 35 as an athlete, he could potentially still have some left in the tank. And once again, Tom Brady's just shown to be a different type of animal, but Aaron Rodgers can easily maybe have five more years. He had one of the best seasons of his career this year at 37. So that also that also goes to make you think, and that doesn't give you too much ease as a Bears fan now when you go to look at it. And sure, he had his aggravated post game pre- press conference, and who knows? Maybe in a season or two, he is somewhere different. Maybe he wants to go return to the home state of California and nice sunshine and go re- you know finish off his playing days there. Who knows? Or somewhere else, whatever. Still. It gives you a little unease that now he's, you know, he he's coming off a fantastic season, and you see what Brady's doing in his age, and why can't you know Rodgers do it for at least a few more years? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you go back to that to that game against the um, to the Bears when you know the when they go on ahead and win the Super Bowl, and they the first one for Aaron Rodgers. And you you brought up something uh, yesterday via text to me, Joe. It was a Matt Forte tweet you were telling me about.
1: Yeah, about the last time the Bears did an NFC Championship game.
0: Yes, it was the one where apparently, and I didn't read the tweet, but I guess I could paraphrase it. It was basically, I guess, getting to the trying to get the point across that Cutler, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of quit on the team, so to say. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it's so funny going going back to those to those Cutler days and in particular going back to that game. And I don't know. I, I I literally almost, you know, remember it like it was yesterday where it's, if if a player's hurt, a player's hurt, what are you going to do? And I know at the end of the day, you have to think of the longevity of career and whatnot, but then the, the player's mentality come comes in you, right? Or at least you would like to think they have like this player's mentality of this could be it. This could be our shot, especially with the bears. (laughs) If this is the shot, you take it, right and i feel that a lot of fans and apparently at least one player probably multiple players were disappointed that your quarterback your you know your your leader on the field the guy who's supposed to be the leader on the field and the leader in the locker room wasn't of that same mentality i think that's what the the biggest disappointment was is that if it's it's it was that it was that point of if you can play then do it right and a lot of people felt he could probably go out there and play, and he's, he's definitely our best option, and he didn't. And that game still came pretty close. Uh, you remember, it's, it's, it still came kind of down to the wire there, but I think that's what it was, is fans and, like I said, apparently players alike wish he would have had a different mindset, and at the end of the day, I think we all know Cutler just chose to have a different one.
1: Yeah, and I Breaks can't, your
0: heart to this day, doesn't I, it?
1: Oh, it absolutely does. And I still can't yell at someone for— you know, if they can't put much weight on right. their leg, it's like, you know, what are you going to do? But it just the the whole optics of it, and even Forte kind of argued even before that injury, he kind of wasn't in it. He wasn't in that, this is the NFC championship game, I'm going to ball out to take you to the Super Bowl. Right. And then got hurt, and then everything that the Bears tout Trubisky for now of his leadership— off the field, the intangibles, you can't play a lick on the field, but the... And all the culture in the locker room, collaboration. Right, is the opposite of what Jay Cutler ever brought to your team. And I think that's what happened, too, is, okay, even if you get hurt, you're still the leader of this team. You rally the troops. You tell them, here's what we're going to do. If you can, you know, win this one out, I will make sure I'm healthy in two weeks to bring you a Super Bowl championship to Chicago and keep the rally. It's kind of just like isolated on the sideline alone and the optics didn't look good. And I think... There, there, there's a bigger story there, I think we'll never know the answer to, but it was just interesting to still see. You know, I know we're bitter about it, and to still see, you know, former players knowing that that was their shot, like you said. And, it, and ever since then, the trajectory of this team has been abysmal. The fact that it took eight more years to get to the playoffs after that, and then, you know, obviously double doink, everything happened after that is a disastrous, fun thing it's to think a about. Double doink. But, like,. That that that's just what's tough is you, you you see you know both teams at their pinnacle, the Packers made that Super Bowl and then continued on with their success and then meanwhile, at the the Bears after that I mean it was just it just crumbled. Lovey L- 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 Smith goes, Mark Trestman comes in, Phil Emery comes in, John Fox comes in, Ryan Payton It's like it just was a disaster and it just it, it's it's amazing. You know, I was talking to my dad about it last night, and we've talked about it too in the show. It's no matter what we talk about with with the Packers, I know we'll get to the other side of the bracket shortly, but even if they have that one Super Bowl, they're at least consistently successful. They have that sustained success. And as we asked for with the Cubs, the Hawks had that, you know. The Bears have never had that since the 80s. And I was talking to my dad about it, and he goes, well, yeah, but they had, you know, three or four years in a row of competing for an NFC championship when they finally won the Super Bowl in 85 surrounding those years from, you know, what was it, 84, 88, I think it was. And it's like, great, that's 40 years ago, almost, you know? And it's like, since then, you've had a playoff appearance in the 94, a playoff appearance in 2001, a playoff appearance in 05-06, a playoff appearance in 2010, a playoff appearance in 18, a playoff appearance in 20. Like, they haven't had two back-to-back playoff appearances in 15 years. That's ins- H- How are you that misguided and that off- in building a team that you can't year over year just make the damn playoffs. Like well, you know, that's answer, infuriating. You know
0: the answer to that question. Just listen to the last 3 or 4 podcasts. The Spoiler. last 17 weeks of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. If if you haven't listened to the latest ones, definitely go back and listen, fans, because um yeah, no, I both of us. I mean, we I definitely think we break down a lot of um what that reasoning is. But but I get what you're saying. It's it's a rhetorical question like how? Like what like are you serious? And let's not forget this when the off season started as if only Chicago had beautiful weather, we should have built a dome for Tom Brady because the only reason, one of the main reasons he didn't want to come to Chicago was because of the cold weather. He he was tired of it, right? I guess he was tired of playing in the cold in new England. So that's one of the reasons apparently why he skipped out on Chicago's quarterbacking job. Didn't really even give it a much thought apparently and decided to go play quarterback in Tampa Bay. But do you remember like when the off season started and it was, it was known, you know, when Tom Brady did announce that he was going to, part ways be a free agent and you know f- kind of go 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 test the waters elsewhere a lot of people were saying oh, i don't know if tom brady's the one like what are you gonna get out of time you get you get the one year maybe two the patriots or, thought that too <laughs> yeah and, and look, look what happened goes to the bucks and the, good defense buccaneers good defense better pieces offensively around tom brady than what the bears would have offered with with evans and godwin and scotty miller looks great I, I know he's you know Good talented player, but dime a dozen ish. But still, I mean, still a good talent and good piece around him. Gronk obviously followed suit, but. We're, Gronk Gronk got out of retirement because Tom Brady's playing again. Can you imagine if he came to Chicago and Gronk decided to, to tag along too? Not not saying Gronk has been a really big piece to this team this year, but still, <laughs> I mean it's it's a piece that comes with Tom Brady and they, they know each other rather well and there's that comfortable ability there's that sense of comfortableness there. But just weird to think about how that was a little bit of a discussion where there was that little bit of de- of debate of would Tom Brady be good for this team? Would he not? And I'm not saying once again that the Bears would have been as good as the Bucks this year had he come here. But it goes to show you, if a legend like that is out on the market, maybe give it give it some thought. And yeah, I'm not trying to sit here and say, you know, still go for for an older vet because of that. But if their name is Tom Brady, maybe think about it.
1: Well, absolutely, and 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 think about the fact that you know the Bucks have been irrelevant since 2002, since they won their last Super Bowl, and it's like the the the, the fact that one guy can change teams and turn the fortunes from nothing to Super Bowl. I know there's a lot of credit given to Todd Bowles, that defense, Bruce Arians, all that, I understand. But the idea that one player can come in, in football no less, it's not LeBron in basketball, it's easier. No, great point. But that in football, one guy can come in and change the entire fortunes of a franchise to where in his first year, where they were just, they were good, they weren't great all year but they were really good that they can lead you to a super bowl they may not win it i I don't know but it it shows you the amazingness it is tom brady and the fact that all he wanted to do was prove he could do it outside of new england and it didn't even take him a year to get back to the super bowl with a brand new team and a brand new system it's it's remarkable I mean,
0: I, I know we were sharing stats, and the, the whole world, were just, they were just sharing stats yesterday about it, as we mentioned a couple times already. One of my favorites, obviously, is the one I know, I believe it was ESPN that put it out. Tom Brady, ten out of his 21 seasons, 10 Super Bowl appearances, which is good for four, it's 47%. Steph Curry's three-point percentage is 43%, so better odds that Tom Brady reaches a Super Bowl than Steph Curry makes a three. And it's all awesome. of that, by the way— it's awesome for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, Steph Curry is just a sharpshooter. And second, 43% from from three-point range is freaking phenomenal. And to beat that, that's wild. And I think I, I texted you last night what, along with that graphic, I want to say. And it's weird to think about that. In the beginning of the season, somebody could have said, hey, you could bet 100 Steph Curry is about to shoot this three-pointer. You could bet 100 bucks that he makes it. Or you could take that 100 bucks and instead – bet betted on Tom Brady to make the Super Bowl. Oh, and by the way, if you take the Tom Brady bet, the odds are the odds are more in your favor. Like what? <laughs> if you take the Super Bowl bet, him to make it all the way, the odds, the statistics are technically more in your favor than Steph Curry making this three pointer. It, it's just it's just insane. Ten Super Bowl appearances out of fifty five Super Bowls total. Fifty five total let alone just his his twenty one year career so far. There's only been fifty five Super Bowls. He's been in ten of them. The Bears have been in two. 1-1. One, one. Super Bowl shuffle. Should we play it? Just insane. But at least if there's something to be happy about, and this goes even more into – it's a Tom Brady connection. It's a Kansas City Chief connection. We talked about it off the podcast. What is it now? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joey. Five years in a row, there's been a member of the Illinois football team. There's, there's an Illinois football team alum that is making an appearance in the Super Bowl, starting out with Ted Karras in his Patriot days and now Nick Allegretti in his Chief days both fantastic linemen in Illinois, and now we have just, just a run of, I mean, what can you say? Illinois breeds offensive linemen. don't know what to tell you. Championship winning, championship appearing NFL linemen. So th- that's that's the good note. If there's anything to celebrate here as a Beers fan, as an Illinois resident, as an Illinois fan with some type of connection, ILL, baby, what
1: do you say? I-N-I, I love it. Except all those guys are under Bill Cuban and Tim Beckman, which makes me question everything of how Lovie Smith couldn't produce a NFL player but that's besides the point but no it's awesome I mean Alec Brady's getting major love he, and he deserves it uh, I, I know Ted has a switch They love teams. him on the broadcast yeah
0: they love him on the broadcast
1: I know Car has switched teams now he's in Miami but it, it just yeah the garbage they had to deal with at Illinois to then go on and make Super Bowls and and to play with Brady and Mahomes is pretty incredible so good for them they I mean, deserve that it works out doesn't it yeah, yeah that, 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 that's kind of cool Go from wes lunt to tom brady it's pretty good
0: or patrick mahomes right yeah, yeah pretty solid it's it's weird to think about too now as as you mentioned um patrick mahomes and we, we were talking about brady for for a while here after talking about rogers and the bears and all this good stuff that we're just getting into on this fine show is now with this mahomes is still it just feels like he's still so far behind the goat as you mentioned, it's it's Big Goat, Older Goat versus the Little Goat, Baby Goat, and it's just weird to think about how the pace that Mahomes is on, he is on a, and not to bring up the star name that, that apparently is falling out of love with the game of baseball, Chris Bryant, but I almost want to compare Patrick Mahomes' start of his career, it's almost Chris Bryant-like, where it's like, Rapid fire, and I know, obviously, Chris Bryant only has the one championship with the Cubs, but still, it's like, and hopefully Patrick Mahomes can have another one, because I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, but either way, it's like, it's just this incredibly quick lightning start filled with accolades and achievements, and yet, you're probably, you're still far behind what the consensus I think w- would say is the, the the best to ever do it. I know there's still a few people out there that, that don't think Tom Brady is indeed the GOAT, but I think the consensus is amongst the majority that he very much indeed is. And it's just still, it's so weird to think that Mahomes is like, not even on pace <laughs> after the start he's had. I think technically he's not even like on Tom Brady's pace yet in terms of like championship appearances. But it, it's it's just nuts to think about. And and one day, you know, we, we talk about. I, I made the little joke of how if it wasn't cold, maybe Tom Brady wouldn't came wouldn't have came here. And if we were better at evaluating quarterbacks, maybe Patrick Mahomes would have been here. But uh, I, I digress. We're, we're we're getting
1: Deshaun Watson right. That that that's just a done so. deal.
0: You know that yeah. just, that's just going to be a wrap.
1: Well, that's what made me so, you know, I hate the Packers. Everyone knows this. My family hates the Packers. It's like if you see someone in a Packers gear, like they're evil, you glare at them. It's it's gross. But I appreciate and understand the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, and I can separate that. But I think my anger was less towards the Packers yesterday and more towards what I was seeing at the Chiefs. And I, Because, yes, there's the appreciation there for Mahomes. But I am so, I mean, it's just so simple. You're just bitter as a Bears fan watching Mahomes tear apart the Bills for his second straight Super Bowl appearance. And you just sit there and go, how the hell could the Bears have thought that Mitchell Trubisky was better than Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? Like, I get you have draft misses. It, it's You probably miss on more than you, than you get good as a GM. But that's like, Come on! Like, how do you evaluate people and go, this guy's better? I mean, even they were talking about Nagy this week, and I know they didn't have him when they drafted, and he, he loved Watson. So I'm like, I would have taken him either way, too. But it's like, you watch these guys, and you go, how the hell could you think that Trubisky is somehow better than a Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? That's what's so infuriating, is you see you know why? the track.
0: They they went with the mumbo jumbo that they gave us in that end of the season press conference. Of they, they just went with hope because at the end of the day, Watson had the resume right, like like it was there. Mahomes as well, especially that final year, he was he was a throwing machine, and there was oh it's just the offense he's in, and that necessarily won't translate to the NFL, yada yada yada. But they both had a far better college resume, right? Than Mitch Trubisky had, but for whatever reason because he drove a Camry and because he had this raw this raw skill they hoped that it would be better they hoped that at once those skills developed he would become a better NFL player than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and that just wasn't the case but that's what they went with right they went with hope it was definitely hope and Look where that hope got you. <laughs> well, I would say that the hope got you fired, but it didn't because Ryan Pace is still there, even though, as we mentioned before, you you would have thought that he tied his future with the Bears to Mitchell Trubisky, but he didn't. But that's exactly what it is. I know it's a long answer there for you, Joey, but that's that's what we come down to is that he basically was just – hoping he was going to get it right based off raw talent and, I guess, gut feeling because Mitch Mitch Trubisky drove a Camry and he was good at that lunch date, I guess.
1: But I drive even the, a Camry. Even the other guy's resumes said otherwise, The resume's definitely said otherwise. Can't but argue that. I, but I drive a Camry. Does that I mean I'm a better quarterback? Like, no, I'm not. No.
0: Maybe you're as humble as Mitch, though, and yeah, they love maybe. that.
1: And it's, hey, you know what? It's
0: cool. Like. I, I I don't think like if that's part of how you were assessing the situation, I think that's fine. Like if you say, you know what, I like the humbleness to this guy and I, I like his mindset, like those intangibles, that's totally fair. It's fear to to judge a quarterback or any any athlete for that matter on those characteristics. But <laughs> to do it the way you did, as we broke it down on many an episode, as plenty of media members have also talked about still just absolutely silly when it's like did did the other members in the said group not have similar intangibles and like again way better resumes
1: but yeah it's weird like like do you follow um greg gabriel on twitter the former bears player personnel guy i don't know if
0: i follow him or not but i I, i've seen tweets of course yeah Yeah.
1: so he's always been a guest on the score in all those places and so he went on a whole rant yesterday it was before the games about matt matthew stafford and how yep. he would see this what no i say i did see this oh yeah, yeah. so so like yeah. th- th- i'm trying to get in the bear's head here right and so now i kind of understand it because he went on a whole rant of how matthew stafford you know has all these stats and all these great achievements but he's not you a know, winner not a winner right I'm like, are we are we in TW the T- w- Are we in TWTW land? Like the will to win here? Like if is that how the Bears are running things? And like that so makes sense now of why they've never figured this position out because he don't have the will to win, like Hawk Harrelson would say. But what if he's phenomenal at the position? So if they're looking at that and saw Matt Stafford that way for the last decade, I now see why The group think in the Bears organization went to Trubisky as a guy we love as a person, just like we love Ted Phillips and we love Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. But the talent, it'll come. They'll they'll grow into their role. But you can't do that that. when Mahomes and Watson are on the board.
0: Although with that. Just with that winner logic, even if that's strictly what you were thinking of, is we need this winner's mentality. Did Watson not have that national championship winner winning it in the winding seconds with the throw to Hunter Renfro, wasn't it, on the on the right side of the end zone? So it's like he's a proven winner too. So even that logic doesn't, and, and that's why Pace was just so terrible at what he did <laughs> during that during that during that draft because. Hello, like even if you went super conventional like that, which I totally agree with you. Like, if that's the way you're assessing certain situations and certain quarterbacks, I think that's definitely flawed. I'm not saying that that's that's definitely not the the way I would want personnel to definitely think of things in terms of like you said this TWTW TW attitude almost, but. He didn't even go that flawed route. His was even more flawed than that because you had the proven winner in Deshaun Watson, the national, the, na- the reigning national championship, cha- the reigning national champion, and you don't go that route either. So, I don't know. It's here we are. All these beers connections, and now only one more meaningful, the most meaningful for the Lombardi Trophy game. Who do you got, Joey? Early pick.
1: I think I'm gonna have to probably go with the Chiefs, but. From what I saw from Brady yesterday, anything's possible. But I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs. I think they're that good. What we saw on offense all year, obviously, and yesterday, is everything you want on a team. It's the perfect combination of coach, scheme, and player. And I, 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 yeah, it's not even hard. And so (laughs) I, I, I I gotta go with the Chiefs. I think they they repeat, and it's uh, the start of what could be one of the you know. Bigger dynasties in football, and football. Dynasties. like it's it's incredible. Yeah. It truly is.
0: They're a thing of beauty to watch, and I'm making all these other you know other sport connections to it. But they're reminding me now of like that that Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson Warriors team. We're like they're just so unstoppable. Like they're dominant, and I agree with you. Like the beauty of watching the Chiefs, and I think. When it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes does have a legitimate chance of being the GOAT, like the new GOAT and overtaking Tom Brady. There's a chance of that. I'm not saying it's going to happen, obviously, and who knows? But, I mean, there, there's a small chance – well, not even small chance. There's just some, I think there's a decent chance of that. But anyways, when you watch the Chiefs, it's not just Patrick Mahomes. It's the play calling, the mastery of it, the the guts, the position players, like everything about it, watching them is just so in sync and amazing. It's not just great quarterback play. It's great all around from, like you said, schematics, the the coaching, the the play calling. It's just it's just brilliant. So for that reason, I think I'm going to have to uh, go with the Chiefs, too. So now we get to watch another football game in a couple of weeks here from now and still just think about have the beers on our mind as we're watching it. Right.
1: We always do, and we see just how far away our beautiful team is from competing in this league they call the NFL, and uh, make some delicious food. No big gatherings, but you can still make uh, mm-hmm. good appetizers and awesome food, and watch the big game.
0: I gotta start planning that in terms of what I'm what I'm going to uh, what I'm going to make. That's probably definitely going to be. I know we did our Thanksgiving breakdown. That's probably going to be a few shows from now. Something we discuss. And I know, I know, everybody out there, it's like. You just you just you just talk bears all day long, baby. But uh we'll we'll get into some more stuff down the road too, especially in the in the middle of the week, go uh, go dive in the Blackhawks, which very nice. They finally decided they wanted to get uh the, their winning ways, two victories against the speaking of division rivals, division rival Red Wings and the, the Bulls looking pretty good. So we'll definitely discuss that in the middle of the week. Have some interesting angles there we'll touch on. Until then, it's the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast with Joey Gellman, who you could find on twitter at joey gelman and myself dan collins who you can find on twitter as well at tweet dan collins and this fine show at believe in chicago we'll catch you next time